In a world controlled by passionless conglomerates, there's a place where artisanal producers bravely break the boundaries and craft wine, beer, and spirits their own way. That place is Tin City, and this is their story. You've tuned in to the Tin City podcast with Patrick Brooks and George Newmare. Okay, booze aficionados from far and wide, we are back with the Tin City podcast. As always, it's Patrick and George, and we're here to talk about all things Tin City. And a lot of things that aren't. And of course, we're going to begin with a delectable vodka lemonade. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The best sound in the whole wide world. Cheers, gents. We're joined today by the infamous Brian Terezi of Eto and Giornata Winery. Cheers, man. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. Oh, we're stoked to have you here. So, two businesses, you stay super busy. And what I love is you always have something new on the cusp, something else coming out. And that just seems like the kind of guy you are. If you have not been to Eto right here in the heart of Tin City for your pasta needs, you are making a huge mistake. It is the place to be. It's not just pasta. If you want anything that's that boutique, awesome, crafty, cool product that you just can't get anywhere else in Paso Robles or the Central Coast for that matter, that's where you go. Why it's unique is because you get it all imported, right? You know, we do get a lot of stuff imported, but, you know, I'm also really proud about the number of items we carry from local producers. So, you know, I'd say at this point, it's it's actually probably half and half between, you know, mostly Italian. I mean, we have a few uh, Spanish products and some French interlopers, but... And I'm sorry, that's what I was referring to, was like like th- those kind yeah, of cool yeah, products. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, so, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a pasta market, so we make fresh pasta, but, but, you know, when we started, the idea was to just have products to kind of complement our our pasta it kind of surprised me but people would come in and say hey do you what about this product what about that what about you know and it's all stuff I loved and you know we probably started with like 30 40 products and I bet we have a thousand now. Oh, I, I, mean, I know because I've been one of, of those guys right been like hey Brian yeah, what yeah. about this feel so, <laughs> demigloss feel demigloss man yeah <laughs> well that's so cool you guys are so open to listening to what people need in their cooking and all that. There's a lot of items you can get there that you cannot get anywhere else. You know, the the thing that's really important to me, you know, we're a small, small place, you know, we're in a small town, but the way I look at it, if one person wants it, there's got to be someone else that wants it. And generally there's a bunch of people that want it. And we're, you know, we're in this community where people, you know, they make wine. They're generally into making food. For they're, sure. they're into entertaining. There's a lot of tourists that, rent airbnbs and and they're here to experience food and wine and and we do the wine part of it really well here um i think the food is catching up and and that's something i've you know i've been here over 15 years now and just seeing the evolution of the food community here has been it's been pretty amazing so oh yeah there's something for every budget in this town and there's something for every you know taste bud too right like anything in between yeah, and, you know, pasta, the beauty of pasta is it's like, you know, anyone can afford pasta. I sure. Mean, you know, we sell we sell ribeyes, and, and unfortunately we sell them for a lot of money because steak has become really expensive. But Well, they're good ribeyes, right? Yeah, yeah. We, we source, you know, everything we source. I, I, I try to get the best. I mean, I try to source best quality, you know, as local as possible, um, you know, but, but still make the pricing 
you know, work for people. You know, we're not, we're not trying to just um, price our stuff for tourists. We're, we're trying to, um, you know, price it even for, for all the folks we work with in Tin City. You know? sure. so, you know, yeah, well, I appreciate it because yeah. it's like my, my first stop on the way out of Tin City after a day of work. I mean, you do the same thing, right, George? Totally. Just, I stopped by for the pastas. You guys got all the pre-made sauces. And now that you do the, um, like the farmer's market baskets, that's yeah. been great. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's really awesome. I mean, I tell people all the time, you know, it's kind of my personal pantry. Like <laughs> when I, when I go home at night, I don't want to have to go to the grocery store. So, you know, I try to carry everything I need so I don't have to go to the grocery store. And it's kind of the same with everyone that works back here. But then also, you know, we get all the, you know, folks visiting. And, you know, I think I think I read somewhere, and you might know this stat, there's something like 4,000 Airbnbs in the county. Holy and, smokes, and, I didn't realize yeah, there were that many. And, yeah. and all, all those folks, I mean, they're renting these cool houses with swimming pools and gathering with friends. I mean, the last thing you want to do a lot of times is go out to a restaurant when you, when you have this beautiful house. I mean, maybe you go out one night, but the other night you're going to cook at home and, you know, we're an easy spot for people to get everything they need for, for dinner. So, you know, that's, that's kind of been the goal. Um, (laughs) It's almost too easy, man. Like every time I I pop in there, I have a game plan, right? But then my game plan gets just thrown out of whack. All of a sudden I'm like, I'm getting this and that, some crazy shit that I never even thought I was going to go for. Like the one of my favorite products was that that uh, that row that you oh, had in right. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, and you you shave that over like a Caesar salad. It has that just umami characteristic to it. That's, yeah, yeah. Botarga. I mean, Botarga, Botarga is like it. it's like a you know such a kind of geeky classic Italian thing. But you know, everybody watches this like the Stanley Tucci show and sure and all these all these Netflix shows. You know, especially people home. You know, during COVID, watched cooking shows like crazy so we have pretty much all that stuff that people can geek out on you know we carry white truffles black truffles in the winter but then we carry really simple stuff you know sure. we carry local taffies and all, all kinds of you know kind of whatever you need you know is is uh is the approach you know no, and you, all the classic yeah. seasonal imports like the panettone at christmas yeah that's awesome oh totally yeah no we we, we you know, actually today I was up in the market and we started going through our Christmas order. And I'm like, oh my God, it's July, you know, <laughs> but we're, you know, and they, there are these little, there's little Fiat's and it's actually a Fiat candy page with little Fiat chocolates and their little Cinquecentos, little Fiat 500, the old school. And, uh, I'm like, oh man, we gotta, we gotta get those. So, you know, we're, we're always, we're always finding new, new items to kind of compliment and you know i want people to come in and go oh my god wow you have this you have something new and we don't have a lot of space so it's you it's know just packing there it. yeah i know it's a little, <laughs> little scary but it's still open you know i've I, yeah i'm, I'm not going to name names but i've been to some some little groceries that are so packed that you can barely walk oh, but at sure. least at least Eto, you know it feels very open it has a high ceiling you know i do wish we had a little more space but even if there's a decent amount of people in there which they're very often are yeah like you have enough space to move around to you know shop for what you're you're looking for and then to explore all the new items that you'll find too so it's also really helpful that you'll walk in and there's you know you brian or or, or your, your wife steffi or your staff and they're all so knowledgeable too and i'll say oh this is kind of my game plan you know and then you always have a recommendation that'll make it even better you know like you're always like yeah. oh well if you're making that tonight 
then you should definitely, you know, try this out too. And it's always a fantastic recommendation. Well, I get, I give really generous employee discounts and, and, you know, I have a lot of employees who are kind of semi-retired and, you know, they work two days a week and I think they only work for the discount really because, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I look at how much they're spending on food and I'm like, man, they're actually buying more food than they make here. So, um, but you know, we, we carry great products. We encourage our staff to use our products, be knowledgeable. Research and development, baby. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, no, it's working out. That's no, fun. Really cool. I, I uh, and like I love the, just the community aspect of it too. Like how many people in Tin City you see when you walk in there as well. Uh, there, there was one day on our big Santa Maria style barbecue. Uh, you remember this? I, I, I was grilling. Uh, we had somebody brought in hot dogs, so we were like, "Hey, well, we're gonna grill oh, hot dogs right. today." Yeah, yeah. And and Brian walks over and he's like, "Oh, you know, be bitching on that hot dog." And you go and you get the, these these little peppers. Oh yeah, that, little... w- what are they called? Uh, I mean, I think, uh, you know, I think I got you the Calabrian. Calabrian, yeah. Calabrian chilies, yeah. They, like, changed my life, man. Like, you got to like a little heat to to be into them. But so flavorful. Yeah, that that line of products is, it's really popular. But usually most specialty stores, you'll see, like, one or two. I mean, we we have, like, 20 of their products. And, you know, we get people from the Bay Area, L.A., who knows where, and they're like, Oh my god! I didn't know these guys had so many products, and I'm like, yeah, we we started with a couple, and you know, they're just they're they're popular. You know, mm-hmm. we we can tell. I mean, we keep track of our sales, and we know what what sells. And you you talk about ideas. I mean, I I have a lot of ideas, but mostly I just edit ideas. I mean, if I really <laughs> wanted to go for it, I mean, I would do a full on specialty grocery somewhere in Paso. And because, maybe one day you will. I don't know. Too, I'm, I'm, I'm getting too old, man. But no, but but somebody job, but buddy. somebody should because it's like with all this community here, the food community, the the wine community, um, you know, I mean, Eto is tiny and it's kind of tucked away in Tin City, and and we sell a lot of products. I sure. mean, you know, and I'm sure it'll happen. I mean, a Whole Foods or someone will come to town, but um, yeah, it seems seems like there's a big opportunity. I, I use there's a as a benchmark for me, there's this little grocery store. I don't even know what it's called in Glen Ellen, California. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I and know that so, store. Yeah, exactly. Because there's so much cool shit in there, right? Yeah, I think it's just Glen Ellen Market, and it was part of Sonoma Market. Uh, my folks used to live up there. I mean, I love specialty groceries. You can <laughs> yeah, tell. You, I mean, I, and you remember, like, oh man, I wish we had that store yeah. in this town, right? I think about stuff like that all the time. There's no question that Eto is the closest to that already yeah and i you know part of it i mean like we just brought in you know these mary's duck confit legs and mm, you know it's it's just we don't have it and i know people want it i know how good this stuff is i test everything out you know they brought me samples my wife and i had them one night beautiful dinner and i'm like all right let's bring them in which well, so these you are know? already pre like they've yeah confit like yeah pre confit yeah. Free company, <laughs> yeah, and then you just you just you just cook them on a flat top or in a in just a cast, cast iron pan. It's a piece of cake melt off the I mean, bone. It's, yeah, it's two minutes. Two minutes. You're eating killer. I mean, you got to you know we made you know some risotto with it or something. That takes a long time, but well, like the uh, for was it I think a, a Thanksgiving oh, uh, last year I believe it was. 
I wanted to bring something else besides turkey, so I brought the porchetta that you had ready to oh, go. Yeah, yeah. And this mm-hmm. thing is, you know, it's cooked. It's done deal. I just threw it in the oven for it was not more than an hour or something, and it was fantastic. I mean, yeah. I, I had to – I wish I could have taken credit for it. People were like, oh, my God, you made that? <laughs> yeah, How no, much work did you put into this? I'm well, like, oh. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure it went faster than the turkey. It, it, it was gone in no yeah. time. Like, I mean, people, tur- turkey's – great once a year but porchetta it's great once a month you know? for sure it was amazing and like you do sandwiches with that afterwards oh, and it's, like, yeah you name it but that was such a great product that you had in there and yeah that was no local it's porchetta right no that's actually um from italy oh so yeah so that's that's imported um no i mean i love i love food i know you love food um yeah big fan. there's, there's a lot of food you die there, there's a lot fact. of us a lot of us around here but but you know you like something something better, and that doesn't mean more expensive. I mean, it just means you know something different, something you know, like you know, not cruising the the aisles of of uh, Albertsons and you know Lucky Charms and Kraft Mac and Cheese. I mean, there's there's a world of of interesting options out there, and that's uh, that's kind of what excites me, you know. No, you you really got it all. Eto is just this fantastic place where you can if that that meal is going to come together so well. I mean, like the amount of time and energy you guys put into it is really it, it shows. Like the raviolis that you have there, the Al Pastor raviolis. I'll never forget those. Those like life changing. The mm, uh, where'd you guys get that from? Did you, you guys know, make those so, yourself? Yeah. So we had a guy um, working. He worked for us for a couple years, and um, you know, unfortunately, he left. He was he's a really good guy. He grew up in in Mexico city or outside Mexico city. And he was loved Al Pastor and, and made it. And I said, well, let's do ravioli with it. Cool. And, <laughs> Isn't that you know, so, yeah. you know, grilled, grilled pineapple and, and pork, you know, we get local pork from a ranch down in Santa Margarita. It's all, um, mangalitsa breed, um, which is fattier, right? Fattier, yeah. but it's also darker. Like the meat, is like a dark red. I mean, they call... Is that what they make prosciutto out of as well, or it's a totally different breed? It's probably a different different breed. I mean, Mangalitsa, I, I don't know if it's Spanish, but, you know, it's... You know, Ricky, who who does Six Test Kitchen mm-hmm. in Tin City, I mean, they say that, you know, it cr- creates like the filet mignon of, of uh, pork. You know, it's just this kind of richer, darker, but still... Tender. Uh, tender, very yeah. tender. So yeah, we use this killer quality pork, and you know, guy who who knows how to make that. You know, we keep all those recipes, and you know, the problem is we we make so many different raviolis, we kind of forget. Like someone <laughs> will say, "Oh man, what about that ravioli you made?" And I'm like, "Oh, I forgot we made yeah, that." Yeah, that we, was good. Was we have we have a list, and you know, I I I try to kind of refer to it and remember, but. You know, usually, to be honest, it's like, what do we have? What's in season? Sure. And that's how we create raviolis. I mean, we always try to do cheese and like a a beef classic. And then we just do these other more interesting with whatever's in season. So Those are the best ways to come up with your recipes for sure. I mean, that's. Yeah. Oh, that's how Al Pastor was invented, right? I think it was Lebanese, right? I mean, it came from uh, one of the like Lebanese immigrants in Mexico City and. Yeah, and they, they had pigs instead of instead of lamb. Instead of lamb, yeah. So yeah. just like it's you, amazing. You put on the spit like a uh like shawarma, right? Right. So or But then I think the pineapple was wasn't normal, no, but that was there. That so was there, was, so you use it cuz it's yeah, available. It was all a fusion and then you 
did a fusion off that fusion, and that's that's how you make great new, you know, yeah, and more exception ideas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, here's here's the thing: is like I try, I try to be super tra- like I love traditional Italian, like the you know that's how I grew up, but I also love California. So, you know, and I love the kind of cultural mismatch that California is. And I, you know, I lived in the Bay area, you know, I've lived down here for a long time, lived in the central Valley and just all these cultures and flavors. Like we've done kind of like Asian pork ravioli with Napa cabbage. And, you know, it's, and, and to me, that's very Italy meets California. You know, we're taking Italian ravioli, which, you know, dumplings or Chinese and, and just kind of, kind of creating, you know, something that's very familiar, but also, you know, very California. So that's, it's fun. That's what I love best is like, that's when I, when I think of you, Brian, that's what I think of is Italy meets California and like, and, and everything you guys do in the wine, uh, which we're, we're going to mention here in a second. And then in the food at Eto, it's really something else. So we're going to be back here in just a moment with the Tin City podcast. And I definitely want to get into how this all came about in the first place. Oh, yeah. So, sure. uh, so we'll get there soon. We're also going to talk about what we are drinking in our hands in just a moment. We'll be back with the Tin City Podcast. You're listening to the Tin City Podcast with George Newman and Patrick Brooks. Tin City. 1849. Welcome in. What'll it be, stranger? I'll take a shot and a beer. We got us quite a selection. I'll take a Tin City whiskey and a Barrel House IPA. Oh no, it's the Wild Ale Kid! Empty those pockets and reach for the sky. You saved us, mister. Drinks are on the house. Nothing gets in the way. My Barrel House IPA. And this Tin City whiskey sure numbs the pain of smoking them misguided outlaws. I don't drink often, but when I do, I drink in Tin City. Enjoy Tin City responsibly. Please don't bear firearms in Tin City. Tin City, good times since 1849-ish. Welcome back to the Tin City Podcast. It's time to get boozy with Patrick Brooks and George Numair. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. I know you missed us. Hey, we missed you too. This is the Tin City Podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm here with George, and we're here with Brian. And we're talking all things Tin City. Brian, I, I want to talk to you about how you got into all of this, from wine to, to food, you name it, right? But first, what is this delectable libation? That so, I have in my so yeah, I made you a little uh, little cocktail. We we created this um, this I guess it's a spirit. I don't know. It's an aperitivo Italian style called passeggiata. So passeggiata is is kind of the time of night where Italians go out and stroll around and have cocktails and snacks and 
usually it's from like six to eight. Well, I like that. That's my favorite time period than Passajata. <laughs> yeah, no, Passajata is is a really special thing. And, you, you know, you told me you're going to go to Milan. I mean, that's one of the capitals of, of Passajata. So, oh, shit. Six and, to eight is going to be so my you, time you frame, need to You need to dress in your best clothing because you'll be in Milan. And you're going to see beautiful people walking around. And, and they do this pretty much every night of the week. And, you know, you go from... From six to eight, you walk around, you stroll, you say hi to friends, you grab a cocktail. And, you know, this is very typical. So it's, you know, it's similar to like a Campari Aperol mm-hmm. type thing. Um, and we mixed it with some Topo Chico and, and maybe that's sacrilege. But again, you know, I like Topo Chico better than Pellegrino. It's more I, bubbly. Yeah, it's more bubbly. I, I think it, it has like more minerals. Um and then a little more salt. We, we put a little of, of your um, your little lemonade cocktail in it to to finish it off. Oh, is that in there? That was oh, so yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's, it's delicious. Low, lower lower alcohol cocktail, which I I like. Um, really refreshing on a hot day. You know, the Aperol spritz craze has been, you know, spritz spritzes in general have been crazy lately so but there's no red dye number four in this and there is yeah, an aperol right? yeah we so. use yeah <laughs> not I to think, talk shit on aperol yeah there's we, no more booze than we do but <laughs> we we uh we use local beets for the color and uh some hibiscus and a lot of we try to use as many local herbs as possible so um yeah it's just a fun thing that we sell over at etto yeah oh it's it, it's it's fun stuff and, the, and it's uh Remember the, the first time I saw it in there, I had to, I had to grab, get a bottle. It's delicious. And I drank, I told you a little bit ago, I drank way too much of it that first night. <laughs> it's easy to polish <laughs> off quite a bit of it. Yeah, but it, if, if you're a, drink, you know, a fan of Campari or Aperol, any of those, um, you know, or bitter orange aperitifs, like this is really like a great product, right? So Thank you. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're very, very happy with it. It's been received extremely well and, um, you know. We'll we'll have it at the market at least for a little while longer. I hear the guys you distilled the brandy with are really good looking too. So he is a total hunk. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that, you're you're totally right. <laughs> just, this is the beauty of Tin City, right? We, we we're, we're all here for each other. But like what you do with it was something unbelievable. Like that's that's really good stuff. And you can't say that these products are good for you, right? But like a lot of the roots in you know botanicals you might put in there, like have. It's a digestive. It's a yeah. like you know, it's got more benefits than than drawbacks for sure, health wise. You know, as long there, as you don't drink a whole bottle. Yeah, right. There's 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 worse things for you out there for sure, like this. crack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's there's a lot worse you could do. Yeah, by stuff, all so. means, so it, it, it's delicious. And that was an easy little cocktail you just made. That's a Tin City cocktail right there. Oh, thanks. A little man. vodka lemonade and some and, and your passaggiata. So and I I'm glad I can did I say that properly this time? Passeggiata. Passeggiata. Yeah. This yeah. this uh concept of passeggiata, is it is it pre dinner? Pre dinner. Okay. Yeah, see so, so here's here's the thing and, and you know, I I've helped people actually we're doing some, some Italian tours through Eto. Oh cool. Which is crazy. But um that sounds fun. That's a whole nother thing. But we're you know, I've I've worked in Italy, lived in Italy, spent a lot of time over there and you develop a different rhythm and and you know your day is kind of structured around lunch dinner cocktail hour you know it's that's <laughs> that's just part of life over there yeah and if you don't have a reservation at eight o'clock or eight thirty 
you're pretty much out of luck. I mean, mm. especially now. I mean, Italy's after COVID has become incredibly popular to travel to again. So sure. it's, um, you know, we're, uh, yeah, I was just over there and eight o'clock, eight thirty. you have a dinner reservation. Before that, you kind of stroll around, you have your passeggiata, you enjoy a cocktail, some snacks, and uh, that's kind of the way of life, you know. Are there like smaller restaurants or eateries that that kind of cater to this this oh, yeah. time where you can just go so, get little plates and? Well, so they're actually it's called the bar, and so a bar during the morning is where you get your coffee. Okay. So you go get coffee and cornetto, which is like a it's kind of a pastry. It's a pastry, so but it's a uh, what's the French thing the. But, it, you know, it's a little pastry. You get pastry. So you always have something sweet with a... Is it like a, a croissant? Or croissant. Is it it's like, kind of oh, like a like croissant. Gotcha. And they'll stuff it with... I, I, they do a whole wheat one stuffed with honey, which I li- That's my favorite. That sounds pretty good. But they yeah. do all these different ones. They do Nutella. And, and then... Um, so you have that in the morning with like a cappuccino. And then... And it's all standing, right? There are bars. There's no... Yeah. There's no well, you can there. stand or sit. Usually okay. you pay more if you sit. But then... Uh, you know, you'll, you'll have another coffee in a couple hours. Then you have lunch around 1 o'clock. Um, after lunch, you get a cafe, just a shot of espresso. After lunch, you never order cappuccino. Okay. Don't, don't do it. Yeah, because I'm going to Italy, <laughs> I need all the tips I can get, buddy. You'll be totally ostracized, you know. Is that so just for, for tourists? You just tools? don't do it. Okay. I mean, they'll serve it to you, but they will talk very poorly behind you. Yeah. Back. You have just to like, ask who, him to hold the spit. Who on earth would order this? I mean, even though it's like, it's not that strange. No. But in Italy, Italy, Italy has is filled with rules, and it's it's these cultural norms. Like, you know, it's a strange place. It's like a faux pas. Yeah, it's, it's a strange place because these little towns that are close to each other used to be at war. They, they kind of still hate each other. Like Florence and Siena are... You know, they're fairly large cities. In it's Tuscany. like Springfield and Shelbyville. In the yeah, but yeah, exactly. So they, they do the hallway sex thing, they, right? They, they don't flip each other off when they, they see each other. They don't like each other at all. They used to kill, murder, and rape each other back in the day. That's not they, nice at they all. They still don't like each other. I mean, they, there's this animosity. But they will agree that you don't have cappuccino after <laughs> 2 o'clock, you know? And that's what brings You're the enemy. That's what brings the Italian <laughs> peninsula together. And, and, and the, you know, and every New Year's, they'll, they'll eat their, their um, uh, you know, the sausage with the, with the lentils, um, cotacchino, which is a sausage that we sell at Eto with lentils. And it's, it's, it's so funny because the country that's, it's so divided, it was like 20 separate countries, and it, it was brought together actually... You know, Only in the 1800s. Right? Yeah, in the 1800s. So way way after the U.S. became a country. Well, I mean, yeah. And and it's so fractured and kind of divided. And but there's these cultural norms that exist everywhere in Italy, which it's really fascinating. But it's it's a it's a great place, you know. Well, I'm I'm I really appreciate the tip. I'm not going to order a cappuccino past. Uh, I wouldn't even do it afternoon, but you know. <laughs> In the morning, you're. I don't golden. even drink coffee. Here. Oh, you don't? Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not like. <laughs> no, I'm you not a Mormon or anything, but it just like I just, it has nothing to do with anything. I just don't. I just never got into coffee. I don't know why. That's weird. I know it is weird, right? So like, 
I mean, I've tried it a handful of times. I mean, I've got a cappuccino machine here. I've got one at Eto. I've got I get, another one. I get wired, man. When I, I was I was getting my teaching credential, and I like that morning I stopped at the market, and I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to get a coffee today. I got the biggest one you could find. Were you at I, a gas station getting? Yeah, it was the Templeton Market, that's, and like so, uh, which that's not, that's not coffee. Thing. I get, it, I get. Yeah, it. Yeah. But I walk in and to, to the teachers' lounge, and my master teacher at the time is like, Patrick, stop. Right now, because she knows how I would get if I had caffeine. She's like, you're at a 10. I need you to be at a 4. Bring it down. <laughs> Knock it off. Was that was that the day you taught my daughters? <laughs> <laughs> that was substitute teaching. Like, well, I would still like, well, I, I, I got my I bet that was their best day in school. Yeah, they're He's still, a fun teacher. They're still scarred. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of coffee, um, I worked at a Italian delicatessen and importer when I was a kid. It's... Um, called A.G. Ferraris. Oh, yeah. No, I know it well. And they always, yeah. you know, said, oh, like, Italy coffee, it's the best. Is that is that true in Italy, or, or is it just, well, do people think it's burnt and disgusting? So, I have Illy right here. Ah. Okay. So, Illy, you know, it's kind of like if you're, like, a smoker or a, or a Budweiser versus a Miller drinker or a Ford versus Chevy person. Okay. I love Illy because that's kind of what I... Drank when nostalgia. I lived in Italy, I, I, you know, it's the most expensive of all the kind of mass made coffees. Mm-hmm. There's Lavazza, there's like Kimbo, there, you know, there's but Kimbo Slice, <laughs> yeah, something he makes something, coffee now, wow. some, something, yeah. you know, there, <laughs> but, but but you know, just like everything in Italy, there's there's diehard Illy. Mm-hmm. So, this is a good story. So, when I was working in the winery in Italy, so I worked in a winery, and that's part of my story of how I started all this. Um, we had, we didn't get paid much, but we had an account at the local grocery store, the big grocery store. And I worked with these young Italian kids, and we'd go down there, and I didn't really know too much. So, they'd fill up the cart with all this stuff, and sometimes they'd throw a leg of prosciutto in that was oh, 200 euros. Oh, shit. Yeah, a big old leg. Now and it's then probably they a thousand. Cans of Illy coffee, just an obscene amount. And um, after a month or two, the owner's wife, who paid all the bills, came over and said, <laughs> "What are you boys doing?" <laughs> and I, bet. we kind of looked around, and she went, "Oh my God, you have a leg of prosciutto. That's so expensive." And then she said, "And cans of Illy coffee." We get Illy once a year when we have our greatest guests over. No more Illy coffee. <laughs> so, so then I realized, like, oh, well, that's, that's kind of the good stuff. So you but, were hooked right after but that. But that's all I was drinking was Illy coffee. So to switch to Lavazza, I mean, you know, it was a, it was a hard. Like a peasant. It was a hard yeah. transition, you know. Yeah. You, start, you start with the best. Um, so, I mean, I'm an, I'm an Illy drinker, but, you know, there's, there's people who are like, ah, que schifo. Italy's gross, or Italy's gross. I, I like preferisco Lavazza. Lavazza is the best. So, you know, which is the main reason. No, let's go back to this. Why you started Eto so you could get Italy coffee? Well, <laughs> <Imported. I don't laughs> for the I don't, even, I don't even sell Italy coffee at, at Eto. I should you save it all for that. yourself. No, huh? I save it all for myself. You I sell the, I the so plebeians Lavazza. Yeah. <laughs> Drink this Lavazza. <laughs> but yeah, no, the coffee thing. We we haven't gone super deep into coffee up at up at Eto because, you know, then you really have to get into, like, people need the right machines, you know, to make espresso, and yeah. you almost have to start selling the machines. Because if you just have the good coffee and without the machine, what are you doing there, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a process. Yeah, yeah, you know, Italian. To Do make they make it Italian. in a Keurig keg cup? One of those little... Yeah, so I have these little, these little 
you know, cups. But then you still have to have the right machine. And Italy probably does Keurig by now, I, I would think. They're such a massive company at this point. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sure. So, okay, so let's – we touched on this a little bit. So you, you were living in Italy. You were making wine, right? But let's go back. Even before that, you, your, your background's in finance, right? Yeah, so I worked um, – so my grandfather and my father both worked in finance and that's, you know, to me, that was kind of a fallback. You know, I went okay. to college and I didn't really know what to do. And I was like, well, this is something I know, you know, I just kind of grew up knowing the stock market and stuff like that. So it made you know, sense, I, right? It's just, I, I just, you know, so I got a job with a big brokerage firm, Fidelity Investments and, and worked there and, you know, kind of was climbing that ladder and ended up going to uh, San Francisco, um, worked for a couple of companies there, but I, I really hated it. I mean, it was like this toxic work culture, working in these cubicles and everyone was competing and backstabbing. And Well, the market opens at 6.30 on the West Coast, so you got to get to work at like yeah, you have, to, you have to get to work early, and I was reconciling. I mean, I I had to go in early, but not not super super early. But you know, my f- my first job for this this company, I had to reconcile all the trades for the day. So basically, looking at spreadsheets on a computer to make sure like the decimal points were in the right spot for like eight nine hours, just Ugh. looking at decimal <laughs> points. You said enough of that shit. Yeah, and and. You know, and I was on a path, you know, guys were making, you know, guys I knew, 250000 good money, right? But you're still yeah. in San Francisco, and, and everybody wanted to kill each other. I mean, it was it was a very toxic work culture. And yeah, you, you only live once, right? It's not about the money if you're... Oh, and I, you know, I had friends who if were like... If you're working 12 hours a day, you're the slacker on uh, Yeah, the I had friends who were like, well, you know, all you got to do is put in another 20 years, and then you can just play golf. And I'm like... Ugh. Oh my God! Dude, kill me now! I'm not gonna live twenty years. Yeah, like this. Well, so <laughs> it's funny. I I uh, I developed these really horrible stomach problems, mm. and it it felt like there was actually glass like in my stomach. I mean, it was the most painful. Like you know, I don't know if like was Kurt, it Co- was Kurt it Cobain. the Illy coffee? No, <laughs> that was before Illy coffee. <laughs> Illy coffee solved the, those problems. But you know, I was like, you know, I was a fan of Nirvana at the time, and you know, Kurt Cobain had these stomach problems, and I was, I could kind of relate to him. And I went to this acupuncturist, mm. um, really good guy in San Francisco, and he he hooked me up to these electrodes and did all this acupuncture, and it helped. But he said nothing's gonna really solve this problem because it's your job. He said, your job is doing this to you. And if you keep doing this job, you're really never going to get better. He's like, I can relieve these pains. And I mean, it was debilitating. And uh, I don't know if I've told many people about that, but but it was one of those things like... Enough of this, right? I just said, I got to get out of here. Like, this is going to kill me, you know? Kurt Cobain obviously went to the same doctor and took different <laughs> advice. He... <laughs> I don't think he. I don't think he went to the right doctor. Yeah, I don't think so he, either. He, he. I wish he could have found my doctor. I mean, I that guy was. Man. I was listening was, to his music just on the way here, just now. Yeah, that guy. I mean, you know, and he. I think he died either it was on my birthday or the day before my birthday, and you know, I, I, I kind of could relate to that guy just because. Was that like one of the wake up calls? You were like, oh my god. 
Well, yeah, no, I mean, I, uh, I was like, I don't, I mean, if, if you have a debilitating pain in your body, I mean, it's hard to deal with life, you know? And I was, yeah, I was just miserable and it was this constant, but, it, but, but it was the pain of being in the wrong place, you know? Right. And I'm sure we've all been there. Like For sure. You, you have a job or, or you're in a school or you're in a place where you don't fit, right? And that's a bad place to be. There's no mold for all of us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, luckily I, I was able to make a change and, you know, you know, I, I'm sure you hear a lot of people that complain about their life or what. And I, I say that, you know, we have the freedom here to make a change, right? I mean, we do. That's the beauty of where we live. It's not easy, but at least we have that freedom. By all so, means. so yeah. So that's, and it was wine, huh? Yeah, so I got I got really into wine. Um, you know, my mom remarried. My stepfather had a had a nice wine collection and let me uh, share wine. And you know, I got really into into food. I lived in San Francisco and great restaurants and sure. and but I wanted to really explore Italian wine because I was eating at a lot of really good Italian restaurants and they didn't really carry wines from California that made sense with the food. And I'm like why aren't there people making, you know, Italian variety wines for all these beautiful restaurants in San Francisco? Mm -hmm. You know, it's all either Italian wine or, or Pinot or Cab. And, and they want local, you know, they're all trying to support local. So that's... Which is great, but sometimes the local wines are not necessarily the best food wines, right? And so you, you, you got to got to go outside of the country to Italy. What, what was it about the, you know, say the wines were probably from Sonoma, Napa at that time. Right. Um, what was it about those wines that just wasn't meshing with the Italian food you were having in, in well, North Beach? Or? Yeah, so, I mean, it, you know, Italian wines are all about elegance, balance. You know, they're, they're not heavy-handed, you know, lower oak levels, you know, all that kind of stuff. Not as sweet, more bitter flavors. You know, and the stuff from Napa and Sonoma, I mean, it tends to be, you know, bigger, richer, more oak influence. Um Classic you know, American, yeah, American full full throttle wines, and you know those wines have a time and a place, but but not really with you know on the Italian table. You know, Italian Italian food and Italian wine developed over millenniums, like you know, not just centuries. I mean, over thousands of years. Sure. So you know, my theory is like, okay, so you're making Italian food here with American ingredients. So why can't I make you know, Italian style wines here with American grapes, you know, Italian, you know, Sangiovese grown in California, right? Mm -hmm. So, so that's, you know, that's what we did. And, you know, it's uh, started our winery Giornata and um, with my wife, Stephanie. And it's, you know, it's a hard road, that road of Italian varieties in California. But, you know, we stuck it out. And now, you know, we sell our wine all over. I mean, we sell it in the UK, New York, you know. And it's really good food wine, too. I mean, like, it, it pairs well with food it, or just, you know, without food, too. It's, it's just no, it's, good, it's, damn good wine. It's definitely made for the table. And, you know, that's really what led me to, to the whole uh, Eto thing is, like, you know, we'd always talk about our wines in the context of food. And to be able to, you know, create this environment by Italian-inspired food we have all our wines for sale up there. 
you know, people buy our wines up there. They don't even know really that we own the business. They're just like, oh, Sangiovese, that'll be good with the pasta or For whatever. Sure. And and it just kind of works. And, you know, it's something we've talked to our guests at the winery about for 15 years. And now we can say, hey, you know, we have this pasta. Um, so that's been pretty amazing. How, how old were you when you decided, I'm going to go to Italy, I'm, I'm going to learn how to make wine? I'm going to You know, I was, I was right dream. around like 30. It was kind of like that midlife crisis. You know, I was, I was engaged. Um, oh, wow. You were already engaged and you're like, hey, honey. Well, I was engaged when I was working in finance. I was kind of on this path and everything wasn't right. I mean, it wasn't the right person. It wasn't the right job. I wasn't living in the right place. Have you told Steffi that yet? That she's... She, oh, this is a different person. No, this was... This was yeah, this was before... <laughs> I'm just kidding. This was before Steffi. I, I figured that out. Yeah, she... she if, if y'all haven't met Steffi, she's cooler than shit, too. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get yeah, Steffi, place. Yeah. No, Steffi, I mean, yeah, that's a whole other story. But, but you know, it's, it's it was one of those things where, you know, I did a lot of reflection on, on my life, and I was like, all right, this is my chance to... You know, I broke it off... You know, we broke it off, me and this this girl, quit my job, you know, and I was like, this is my chance, right? I mean, how many chances do you get to be, like, free in life to right. really figure things out? and To revamp everything, yeah. And, you know, for, so, fortunately, I, I bought a little condo in San Francisco that I sold, and I made some money. I didn't make a fortune. This was back, I mean, now it's worth 10 times probably what <laughs> I paid for it, but, but I made enough to kind of Make travel a little bit. You know, I, I ended up going to school at Fresno State to study wine, um, spent a lot of time in Italy visiting producers, working. Uh, yeah, and that's how all this came about, you know. And and all the food stuff, I mean, that developed over time too. And, you know, so. Oh, man, well, that is crazy impressive, man, that, like, it, it, not many people make such a big change in their life, such a fundamental change, and, and actually find their happiness. People will make instinct gut decisions to change things but to like to really go all the way you committed well, 100%. I think, yeah I think I was I was like at this point to be honest you know I was I was into mountain biking and I was into wine and I was into food and you know maybe I could have tried to become a chef or something but I don't think I'd want to cook in a restaurant like I like just more cooking at home and and I love mountain biking, and I actually bought these books on, like, mountain bike repair, and I'm not super mechanical, and I was like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> but I loved wine, and I was like, you know, and I love to drink wine, and I, I was like. That's my I'm, favorite part, too. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll try this, you know. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, I'm glad it worked to some degree, you know. I mean, you said, hey, I want to do cool shit for a living, and here yeah, you are. Yeah, well, it, yeah, I mean, I think it was it was cool, but you know, like like all of us know, I mean, it's not easy, right? I mean, you know, I have a partner, Stephanie, who, I mean, she works seven days a week. I work five or six days a week. I can't work seven days a week. I mean, I admire her that she's able to do it. I try to get her to work a little less, but we put we put everything into this. I mean, yeah, all of our money gets reinvested into it. Um, you know, we had day jobs as we were building our winery. So it's, it's, uh, 
that's the thing. It's really cool on the surface. Like, you know, I tell a lot of the younger folks coming up that want to start a brewery, start a winery, you know, do, do whatever. I, I don't discourage them, but I say you, you got to have something unique and important. And there's so many people doing this. Like, you know, to stand out is not easy. You know, like, like Barrel House, I mean, some of the marketing – blows me away right when I when I see you know like the shirt you're wearing the big sir I mean it's like the creativity like there's there's that was George's idea brilliant (laughs) (laughs) was it or not (laughs) I mean the beer but not the name (laughs) but 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 it's just you know you know how hard it is I mean it's all this stuff is very competitive it's very crowded and if you don't love it if you're not committed if you're not willing to like people pack up and go to Italy yeah they don't realize it everything is on the line constantly. They, they just see the success and they don't realize that like everything is leveraged one time, two times, three times over. And it's just like you pouring yourself into it and the passion and, and, and excelling at it because you care. That's what keeps it going. And it takes a while for you to cross that, to go over that hump to where you're like, Oh wow, we're, we're, things are good. We're flush. We're, but for the first you know, three, five, seven years of a business, I mean, everything is leveraged. And it, and from the outside, it looks like, oh, wow, I want to do that. That looks so easy. That looks so awesome. But you're just working seven days a week, really, really just, you know, hacking away at it. And well, I, it, yeah. the, day, the days I don't work, to be honest, I mean, I'm reading about food and wine. You know, I, sit, still I might sit yeah. out in the backyard and read read about I mean, I've been reading all these weird books about the history of Italian food, and it's, like, so fascinating and all this weird stuff the Romans used to eat. And I'm like, wow, I wonder if I can incorporate that somehow into Eto. But, um, <laughs> but it's, it's, you know, it's got to be, to do this, because it's, you know, it's really hard to do what we do. It looks very easy and fun and cool and, that's what the marketing's all about. Yeah, you, it's you, supposed to look awesome and fun. You've, yeah. you've got to bite your You've got to put your whole being in. I mean, I have like at this point, I think we have twenty six employees between the winery Eto, um, and I take that responsibility so seriously. I mean, all these people rely on me, and I try to pay people well. I, you know, I have health benefits. I I do four hundred one k. I mean, I want people to be committed to us, but I have to be committed to them, and it's it's a lot of pressure, you know, I, I've got to keep moving and flowing and, um, you know, cause that's, it's my family in a way, you know, it's, By all it's, means. it's, it's weird when, you know, cause you know, you know, I have a lot of friends that I haven't been able to hang out with much. And part of it is, you know, once you have like 26 employees and I'm here a lot, you know, I'm, I'm kind of an on hands-on kind of person. I'm like exhausted because I'm with people all day and it's like, I just want to go home and relax. Like I don't want to go out and go to a big dinner party or something, you know? No, but that, that story is true of a lot of people in tin city, you know, like you, you, you put it all out on the line, right? Like we always say we, we do best when our backs are against the wall. And you know, you, like you said, you put it all back into the business and it, it shows, I mean, the quality is there. It really, you, you guys can showcase easily. Like, like how much you care about all these projects. And I think that and one the presentation trip to, too. The presentation, one trip to Eto, one trip to Jornada, and you'll see that. So it, it really it shows, Brian. You guys are kicking ass and taking names, man, because you have the heart behind it. We're gonna be back in just a second. 
we're not done yet. We're still here with Brian. And, uh, but I don't know. I think that it's like, it feels like Passagiata to me right now, guys. Yeah. Like before we come back, we might need a little uh, extra splash of Passagiata. <laughs> and I think I'm saying it wrong, aren't I? No, it's no, good. I <laughs> got it. I mean, you can, you know, Passagiata. I, I pick Italian names that are easy to say. Eto, Passagiata, Giornata, you know, no Terizzi, Terizzi, you know. My last name's, no one can pronounce it, so. I always say Terezi. Yeah. Am I right? I'm right. It's kind of right. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I've been calling you that, I don't know. It's good. The I, decade that I've known you. I don't you. even correct people. People people have called me Terrazzini, Terrazzuli, Terrazzaki. I mean, I just don't even listen. I'm just like, yeah, just call me. Just don't call me late for dinner. Okay, hey, right here, right now, correct pronunciation. I mean, growing up, it's always been Terizzi. Terizzi. Oh, I'm close. I'm good. You're, you're super close. In, in Italy, it's Torizzi, you know, like pizza, Torizzi. Yeah, Torizzi. Right. Well, so. when we come back from our break, we will finally be able to say this name correctly. That's right. I need a little passaggiata, and then I'm going to nail it. Torizzi. Torizzi. That's not a good. You know, it's because I did it with my hands. If you don't do it with your hands, you got to really have an accent. You got to use your hands. Yeah. That's the only way. <laughs> All right, y'all. Keep tuning in. We're coming back with more of the Tin City Podcast and Eto. Giornata Passaggiata with Brian Terizzi. <laughs> yes. Okay, cheers. We're out of sarsaparilla, but we've got brandy. Tin City is an evolving industrial maker's market nestled amongst the oaks, where friends, adventurers, and aficionados come together to partake in craft wine, beer, and spirits served up by Paso's most passionate artisans. Park anywhere and just start walking. Soon, you'll find that amongst this eclectic mix down by the tracks, there's one thing these makers all have in common. This community of wildly independent artisans love what they do, and they are part of Tin City to pour that love into everything they make with the sole purpose of sharing it. All you need to do is show up and enjoy it. Okay, we're back, we're talking pasta. Pasta is the game. Brian is his name. What's the his, pasta man? Say the full name, though, Patrick. Say it with your hands. Brian Tadizzi. Yeah, that's great. Often Good called job. Paso Pasta Pimp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that true? true? I oh, love yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. The, I mean, that's... The I Paso that Pasta the, Pimp. I hear that all the time. He's been, he's been called... He's been called <laughs> lots of things. Like, he's, he's been called the, the Mace Windu Jedi Knight of Pasta. I mean, he, like, the, the list goes on. But really, the, at so, the end of the day, like, there's... Nobody in this world, for a fact, that I know, that knows more about this game than you, Brian. Well, it's, it's kind of funny. It's, it's like, you know, in, in the land of the blind, the, the one-eyed man is king. You know, I'm, I'm the only guy making pasta, so <laughs> it's easy to be at the top of the game. And you know? it, it, something that's like, okay, flour and water, right? Like eggs. Yeah, and eggs. Or it's so good. <laughs> it's like those simple ingredients. Well, no, salt, there's, you know, like, no, there's no eggs, no salt. It's, really? it's just flour and water. And so you just gave away all your secrets. Yeah. It, well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's so simple that it's really difficult. You know, it's like right. one of those things. It's so simple. Um, you don't just use any flour. You use special flour. Yeah, we use, I mean, it's organic Durham semolina. It's grown actually in the, from the Pacific Northwest over to, kind of montana north dakota 
Um, we're so committed that we actually went to North Dakota and visited the world's, or actually probably the third biggest mill in the world, biggest in the United States. You know, that's cool. Visited fields and, um, you know, sourcing super high quality grain. It's ridiculously expensive lately, which is is kind of a bummer. But you know, we're gonna power through that. Thanks, Russia. Yeah. Well, Russia, we had a drought. You know, we had supply chain. Um, we we our prices went up two hundred percent on flour. So everybody com- complains about. But you know how much <laughs> we raised the price of our pasta? Not a, not a bit, huh? Zero zero. You know, I I hate I hate seeing so many prices go up just because yeah. people can raise their prices, and I I just couldn't do it. So, you know, I I you know. You, going back to my stock market days, you know, markets go up and down. Markets go up, they're going to go down. I'm going to I'm going to ride it out, you know, hopefully I'll stay in business, but you know, I chose not to raise my prices. Good. You're a man of the people, man. I know. Well, pasta's food of the people, right? I don't, it is. I don't want to sell pasta for 20 bucks a bag. I mean, that'd be ridiculous. So. No, for sure. And like now, it, it, tell me, oh, <laughs> sorry. I'm just cutting you off. I, I got to know more about how it's made. Do you Yeah, yeah. is the do you use a stainless steel die or do you use a copper die? Uh, bronze. It's bronze. Oh, yeah. even better. Yeah. So, so bronze. You know, it's slower. So, the, you know, industrial pasta makers use Teflon coated dies. You know, Teflon pans really slippery. Mm-hmm. Um, so the pasta goes through fast. It's bright yellow in color. It's very smooth. Like if you look under a microscope, it's smooth. You it look at our pasta. It's like mountains, you know. So, oh yeah. So the difference is, it it holds the sauce. It actually lets some of the starch go in the water, which creates, uh, you know, the the liquid of the gods that you can mix with your pasta to kind of create a beautiful sauce. Probably your cacio pepe and stuff. You gotta have the, the you gotta water. have this, the the water from the pasta. Yeah. Um, but there's a huge difference. I mean, you know, what I tell people all the time is, I have little kids, you know, who are three, five, seven years old that come into my shop and the moms are like, my kids will not eat grocery store pasta. And I'm like, because kids are honest and they know it's better. It's different. <laughs> they know it's good because it is. It's better. I mean, it's it's much higher quality. It's higher quality grain, you know, high in protein, low glycemic, very nutritional. Um, you know, there's a million things I could do to kind of pitch why our pasta is better and different but until you try it you really you know you don't really know you save the other stuff for prison yours is way better for sure. <laughs> exactly actually I, you know we're selling to speaking of prisons we're selling to the california public schools um, <laughs> <laughs> well well and, and, and not, that that's that. a, not that that's a, a prison per se but i was like yeah i wonder if the prison market would be a good market for our pasta because we are approved to sell to all the California public schools, and we've done some of that. education in prison, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, prisoners, you know, should probably eat better food, too. So. They might yeah, be less at least, angry. At least some of them. Yeah. Know. They probably commit less crimes if they were Yeah, brain, brain food, and, you know, maybe stabilize some things. Maybe so. that, that could be the next big thing. I, I think it's definitely hey, I'm, part of you know, the I'm, uh, recovery. I'm, I'm all about, you know rehabilitation Any, anyone that wants our pasta you know we're we're gonna make it for them so california department of corrections and rehabilitation the rehabilitation specifically is for eto pasta yeah, yeah exactly yeah saving the world one criminal at a time just as a consumer though it it really tastes better like i mean 
Growing up with just store-bought pasta, it's fine. Whatever. I, I never thought pasta was amazing until you put this joint in and you showed up with a bag of pasta for all the neighbors. And I went home and was just like, what the? This is, yeah, you this know, isn't pasta. This is, like, life-changing. It's funny because, you know, growing up, I ate, I had a, obviously, I had a lot of pasta. And, you know, I didn't really eat as much pasta that was as good as the pasta I'm making but then going to Italy, I, I ate a lot of great pasta. And then coming back, like A.G. Ferrari, where he worked, I mean, you can buy great Italian pasta here, but but really not from California or not from the U.S. And I knew there was a big difference. And I said, you know, I'm going to make this stuff. I don't, I don't know if people care, if people know. But what I realized is pretty much no one in the U.S. has really had good pasta. And they just don't know. But once they have it, they're like, wait a minute, this is like a different food. It's not the same food I've been no. eating, you know, because you're used to like kind of this spaghetti with like runny sauce and, you know, that f- slides right off the noodle. And, and, you know, you're like, okay, my mom made, eat, made me eat this once a week. I mean, that's not eating good Italian pasta. But right. when, you, when you have good Italian pasta, you're like, when can I eat that again? That right. was so good. I love like, your, your point about how like there's really more surface contact, right? Surface area because there's it's like little mountains under oh, the microscope, right? right? right. Yeah. Because it like it just fills all those little voids with sauce and all that. Oh yeah, no, it. it's like it makes sense. Totally different texture, flavor. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you can't see it, it tastes totally different. And um, you know, it's it, it's rewarding because I had no idea when I started this like. You know, it's funny when we opened some days we'd do like twelve dollars, sixteen dollars in sales. And I was like, I don't know if this is such a good idea, but <laughs> but but now I mean, you know, we're we're the words relatively out, yeah. successful and you know, we're selling pasta all over the place. So Yeah, so I last night I went into Whole Foods right by where I live, right? And uh I I was I walk in for oysters, but right in front there's the big old Eto pasta shrine of deliciousness so th- so this podcast thing's paying off for you so <laughs> you can, whole paycheck whole, whole, whole foods with oysters and wow so i rely on, on other streams of income yeah pasta though like there it was right there with all these different sauces and i was thinking like oh cool at you know microcosm like right here i have everything i need for a fantastic meal yeah so whole foods it's funny they reached out to us one time uh you know, like a year ago, and we, we actually didn't have any extra pasta, and I was like, you know, we really want to sell you guys some pasta, um, hit me back up, and, and they actually did, and people thought I was crazy, because it's, you know, it's hard to get into Whole Foods, um, and they launched us in three stores in San Luis Obispo, Santa Barbara, and Oxnard, which which is cool, because it's close, and we actually hand-delivered. Um, we should be in Culver City, they're building this big flagship store down in LA. So we're gonna we're gonna go into that store and then they they've just asked us to do ten more stores for the holidays, like a Whole Foods Discovery program and I mean, you know, I, I don't know a lot about Whole Foods, but you I know, know Jeff Bezos is a piece of shit. <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> come on, he he's pay he's 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 Paying me in yeah, so we, so we like him for that reason. Yeah. But 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 it's it's one of those things like, um, you know, I I just uh, I'm like, wow, we've kind of made it. You know, we're we're selling all over the place. We're going to be in ten ten more stores, and and that Dude, gives awesome. that gives people, 
you know, around around the the West Coast at least, you know, access to our pasta and yeah. opens a new market and it's pretty pretty amazing. So are there it's any really other look- impressive that they contacted you and then even more so, like good on you for not over promising and under delivering and you gotta do it right, otherwise Yeah that just melts away that opportunity. I've seen I've seen enough people kind of over promise stuff and you know that can get pretty dangerous and uh you know during during covid we had like one of the schools up in the bay area contra costa school district wanted like twenty two thousand pounds of pasta oh Dang. wow and i said uh i said you know that's like six months production huh? or it's like <laughs> you know three but i said you know someday someday i'd love to do it so let's let's stay in touch you know and they read about us and so you know it, it's it's a weird thing i mean i think there's there's definitely opportunity and i mean you brew beer and and i really equate making pasta to brewing beer but i but i also tell people it's like brewing beer but for kids cuz kids kids love pasta and, and but you have to do it every day yeah so it's a lot of work yeah kids would never drink beer no <laughs> no 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 uh, of course not so they uh <laughs> but if it really is like these are you know time tested things to do with grains right make pasta and beer out of them right like these were forms of currency at one point in right. human existence it's all preservation sure. yeah you know? yeah so that's it, it, the best way to whatever product you're going to make like you look to, to history for the answers on how to do that i think it, it's always a, a solid way to you know to start so uh is there any other place you can get your and honestly, you know, you don't want to sacrifice your quality at all. So like one day hopefully you can make enough for Contra Costa schools. Right now are there any other markets that you have the pasta in? I mean, we sell to Cal Fresh, um, which is a, a local market down in Pismo and San Luis Obispo. We sell in Fresno at Sam's Italian Deli and uh the market on Herndon. Um little bit up in Carmel and Monterey. Okay. Star Market in Monterey. Oh, Star Market's cool. They have, yeah. yeah. Our Dra- I think Drager's has a little of our stuff up in the Bay Area, which is an amazing kind of specialty store. But but if I'm at my house and I, and I don't want to go anywhere, right, how do I get your pasta? Can I order it online? Yeah. So just Google Eto Pasta. Um, E-T-T-O. E-T-T-O. <clears throat> I'm sorry. We'll have to cut that. Eto Pasta, <laughs> pasta no, Ficho is, um, is our website, but... Yeah, even I think we're trying to work on Instagram ordering, which it's. Uh, I don't know how all that stuff works, but we're. Trying I don't to either. It. I don't you just do an Facebook, Instagram live, yeah. and you say, "Hey, Eto, send me some pasta." <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's. So we had uh, we had a TikToker the other day, who put our pasta on her TikTok. She has one point eight million followers. Wow! And we got like a couple thousand hits to our website, you know. Dozens of orders, and I'm like, "Wait, how do how, how does this work? Like, how do how, how do we you do this? this? Yeah, how, you know." And so I have some high school kids who help us out after school and in the summer. I'm like, "Come on, guys, you you know how this works. Let's let's go TikTok crazy with this stuff." And they're like, "Okay, we're gonna make you, you know." And it's so a milk crate just, challenge. You get to the top of the milk crate. You eat the pasta. They're, they're, they're just going to make me look stupid. But but <laughs> yeah, then but then yeah. recently she did another one, and so now we know anytime we 
we get a flood of orders, it's this freaking TikTok or Instagram <laughs> Live or and it's these these crazy influencers, man. It's uh It's amazing. Well, I hope you can explore the pasta whether or not you have TikTok too. Like you shouldn't need social media to enjoy pasta this good. No, like it's just uh, you know, it it just surprised me, you know, you see all these orders, you're like, What what is going on here? And then someone's like, Oh yeah, I know that TikToker and I'm like it's a, it's yeah, gotta they, be they, tough because you, you got a Lizzo song behind your uh, <laughs> your your pasta and somebody's doing a fancy little dance. But like the the fresh pasta, it's I mean it's fresh. It right. doesn't sit on the shelf forever like Barilla pasta does. Right. So you guys can't just keep producing, producing. You have to produce for orders. You have to well, make but we make dried. Right? I mean, we we make about half dried, half fresh. Oh really? And the dried our dried pasta is good for that can go anywhere pretty much indefinitely. I mean, yeah. they say two years. Thousands of years. But it but it does not go bad. I mean, you, you know, all of us have had that random spaghetti in our closet for 20 years. And you're like, oh, what's this doing back here? <laughs> I pulled a spaghetti out of my closet just the other day. Yeah, so. <laughs> I ran Maybe out that's of, just uh, me. <laughs> I actually ran out of, like, fresh Eto pasta, and I had to bulk it up with some some crappy dry stuff oh no like, that's that that a travesty oh, oh. i didn't really want i should can you cut that i don't want to talk <laughs> no, about how that do you sleep at night public. that's what i want to know george okay but. well don't don't eat the other pasta just eat that though it's that's the only right. way to go walk in there go straight to the back and get some of those raviolis next we're gonna do something that's less pasta related even though i am thankful for it we're gonna do shots o'clock brian as okay. we wrap this up okay for those of you who don't know Shots o'clock is a time where we take a little taster of of some of, of a booze. It could be any kind of spirit produced in America, but generally it happens to be the one that I make uh, because I'm super biased. We're gonna say what we're thankful for, and we're gonna take a little little shot o'clock of this brandy Manhattan cocktail. This is our brandy and our vermouth and our bitters all blended together. It's a done deal, Manhattan. I thought I only had to do this at Thanksgiving. Yeah, I mean, any time of the year's Thanksgiving if you want it to be. Okay, here we go. Brian, we'd love for you to go first as, as, as our esteemed so, guest. So is this, a, is this like a, a thing? Like you make me go first and then you don't have to go? Oh, no, or, we're going for oh, sure. Oh, you're going to go. He or? usually goes first and then he says what everybody else wants to say. So oh. he's, this is actually a gift oh, okay. that you get nice. to go first. Yeah. Well, well, you know. But you get to say that you're thankful for all of us. I didn't right give George here. that gift though on purpose. I gave it to you. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm thankful – you know, for for obviously for for my family, I mean, it's you know we're we work live together. I mean, both of my daughters have worked in both companies. My wife kills herself working for us, and you know we've stayed together. We've stayed relatively sane and happy. And actually, Patrick knows my girls and has great things to say about they them. They are he, fantastic. He like, taught taught them and now sees them at. Eto sometimes behind the register, so. and they're very knowledgeable about all the, the million products yeah. that are in there. Yeah, and you know, and I don't want to push them to to get into the business, but um, but I'm just so happy that that you know that we uh, we have each other because without that, you know, it'd be a lot harder. No, and they're they're good. You know, you'd be proud of whatever they do for sure. Oh, of course. Yeah, but yeah. if they if they want to make pasta for the rest of their lives, that's pretty cool too. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> I like that, Brian. George? Um, I mean, growing up in the Bay Area, there was all these specialty food stores. And I, like I said, I worked at AG Ferraris, so we could always get 
great Italian imports um, and wine, and my mom loved my discount there. And uh, it's just so cool that you guys opened Etto Pasta Shop, and we love shopping there. We ha- we love having this specialty store. Uh, Paso Robles is a is a relatively small city, and we don't have a lot of that. And so right. so what you guys have brought to you know to this city, the culture you you've brought to all of us, and and all these things that I remember eating, you know, as a child. It's so great to have it, you know, right across the street from me. It's it's awesome. I'm super thankful that, that you guys opened the pasta shop. Thank you. And, George, I'm just thankful for our community. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I echo that one a lot, but it's really true. I really am thankful for our community, but I'm not actually going to – I'm just kidding. I am thankful specifically for – the veal demi gloss that you brought in. Oh, dude, <laughs> you changed my life, man. Was it like, at your request or? Yeah, I was. I was. I was like, Brian, how about veal demi gloss? Because I mean, you would think like Jane R Meats would have veal demi gloss, right? Why wouldn't they? Nope, nobody's got it. You've got it, and it's amazing. It's not like some slouch yeah. veal demi gloss. It's really good stuff. Your red wine demi gloss reductions will never be the same again. So, and then, like, my, my, the thing I do all the time now is I'll, I'll do, like, red wine demi-glass reduction, and I'll throw in a whole bunch of Mighty Cat mushrooms in that, right? Because you sell those. Amazing. You know, amazing. Yeah. Amazing oh, mushrooms. Oh, your mushroom like, selection dude, is so awesome. Mighty Cat is, the, yeah. Like, it, yeah, he, Brian's got it all. So, like, uh, assortment of mushrooms, red wine demi-glass reduction over, like, a filet mignon, and then. It's, yeah. Thank you for bringing you in need. that damn demi-glass <laughs> reduction. Yeah, I feel bad for the veal a little bit, but uh, he didn't even see it coming. Yeah, no, so. I, I would, I would lose any sleep over that. <laughs> yeah. one. Right. This, yeah. this is to the baby cows. Ah, oh, cheers, cheers. <laughs> well, us Excellent. distillers do this differently than you, brewers very, and pasta guys. Very, I guess. very tasty. <laughs> Spoken like a true Italian. I like yeah. it. Oh, terizzi, <laughs> terizzi. It's, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not as crazy as grappa. No, not as, no. Not as nobody should drink as, grappa. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a time and place. So wait, wait till you go to Italy. If you're trying to put you'll, hair on your you'll, chest, you'll you drink know. some grappa. In grappa. Italy. There you go. So hey, we've just really enjoyed being here, Brian. This has been a, a fun time, and I really encourage everybody to go check out uh, Eto. So uh, once again, it, it's it's not Eto.com, is it? Uh, it's etzopastaficio.com. But, but nobody if you, can... If you just Google etzopasta, <laughs> yeah. you'll find it. Wow. <laughs> you really yeah. shot yourself Pasta in the feature. foot with that. Pasta Wait, was etzo.com already taken? Etzo.com is... They're trying to sell for a lot of money. Oh, I bet. Etzopasta is actually a restaurant in Australia. Oh, okay. And they didn't use the freaking AU. They used the .com. No, it, and use the AU. You're in Australia. Use the AU. Nobody what, cares. What the, what the? You're Australia. So, you yeah. Know. So, well, so should but, we go? But we are at so Pasta Ficho. Pasta Ficho is just Pasta Factory. Do we need to go break some kneecaps? Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know uh, jujitsu and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, neither. I just, pay, I just pay people. Why can't we all just get along? <laughs> so, okay. All right. All right. Esto Pastif. Oh, pasta Ficho. Come on, Pasta Ficho. Pasta Ficho. Pasta Ficho. Come on. I, I have hard. to practice before I go to Google. Yeah, I'm trying. Eto Pasta. Eto Pasta, and it'll pop right up. Yeah. So, Pasta Robles. Yeah. You'll yeah, find it. And then you got to get on Brian's mailing list, too, because I love 
getting your newsletter all the time. It's, right. It's always full of fun information about like your your travels to to Italy or, or you know wherever you are next, and your inspirations for uh, different pastas and, and different different foods and like just examples of what you did with it all. So and it's fun too. It's good. It's a good read. Thank you. You bet. Yeah, it's a it's a bur- burden and a curse. It's like you know I got to write it tonight. Yeah, that's that's what's <laughs> happening next. All right, so thank you so much, man. Uh, everybody, go to Eto, go to Tin City, party yep. on. Yeah, look forward to seeing you. Thanks. All right, until the next time. This is the Tin City podcast, and we're gonna play you out with some beautiful upbeat. Is it? No, there's a whole copyright issue with playing Lizzo music, but some um, generic. Uh, Italian music that is uh, totally on the duty-free music. Okay, here we are. (laughs) Cheers.